Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for December 11th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. I'm really talking about the grace that Jesus came to usher us into. And in this series, we've been studying this for a while. This is part 65 of the overall series. I trust that you've been blessed. I trust that, that, that you are losing or taking the focus off of you and, and losing a reliance on human ability to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be and keep all your reliance on God and his power, his grace, and his goodness towards you. So once again, this is part 65 of the overall series. The title of today's message is, You Have the Grace for the Call. You have it. God calls you to, to do something. God has called you to do something from the foundations of the world. And once you get a, a revelation of what that is, sometimes you have to be reminded that you have the grace for the call, that you can do this thing, that, that the power of God is on you to succeed. So please embrace the grace for God's call. Embrace the grace for God's assignment and walk it out. So the foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14 and John 1 and 17. And so I want us to go back and look at those two verses uh, as we kind of lay the foundation and we move forward. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It's the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses. Yeah, that's true. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we've been putting this emphasis on God and his grace and his power towards us. Yesterday, I shared Jeremiah 1 and 5 with you. So what I want to do is I want to go back to, to Jeremiah, because yesterday I shared from a bunch of different scriptures, five actually, but I want to go back to Jeremiah chapter 1 and talk about Jeremiah and then talk about us this morning. So this is what the Bible says, uh, what the Lord said to Jeremiah in, in the first chapter. He says, uh, before I made you, and we saw this yesterday, before I made you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And sometimes we have to slow down and really think about what the Bible says and what the implications are. Before I made you in your mother's womb, before you were formed, before you were fashioned, I already knew you. Before you were born, I chose you, the Bible says, for a special work. This is your divine assignment. In, in the case of Jeremiah, he says, here's the special work. I chose you to be a prophet unto the nations. But then Jeremiah responded, what, Lord, Lord, no. I mean, a prophet has to speak. He says, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a boy. <laughs> and then the Lord said, no, Jeremiah, don't say I'm only a boy. Don't disqualify yourself from what I am qualifying you for. Don't put a no where I am putting a yes. He says, no, you must go everywhere I send you. And you must say everything that I tell you to say. I'm going to put my words in your mouth. He says, don't be afraid of anyone for I am with you and I will protect you. So what does this mean to you today, right? Because you're like, okay, Rick, this is cool and everything, but I have a busy day. I got a lot of meetings. I got a bunch of email. I got a lot of things that I need to do. Okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, basically bubble this down to two major points I want to share with you this morning as it relates to Jeremiah and as it relates to you. Two things. Here we go. Number one. The initial response to the enormity of God's assignment is often inadequacy. So let me say that again. So the initial response to the enormity of God's assignment for your life is often inadequacy, right? And so, so Jeremiah was like, no, I, I'm not, I can't do it. I can't do it. And that's how we feel sometimes. But, you know, it's, it's understandable, but we got to get past that. When Jeremiah was a young man and God told him that he was going to be a prophet, Jeremiah was like, man, I can't, I can't be a prophet. I'm only a young boy. What happened was Jeremiah was looking at his 
perceived position. Like I'm only a young boy. And then he was looking at his per perceived ability, right? He was like, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I can't do it. But God wasn't looking at Jeremiah. Here's the key. And this is the key that you got to get. This is the point of this whole series. While Jeremiah was considering himself, God was considering his limitless power, his endless power, his endless ability, right? And so he was saying, no, Jeremiah, I'm not calling you based on you. I'm calling you based on me. <laughs> so I'm not asking you to do something that I know you can't do. I'm asking you to cooperate with me. For me to operate in your life, you must cooperate with me. And if you cooperate, then I can operate. There's nothing I can't do. And if you allow me to flow through you, then there's nothing you can't do because it would be me operating on you and through you. See, God calls us to do things that we cannot do. He does this so that our reliance will be on him him. God calls you beyond you. He calls you to do something that you don't have the education for. You don't have the resume. You don't have the background. You don't have the money. You don't have the experience. You don't have the connections. So now you can't rely on yourself. You can't rely on people. You have to rely on God. You, God calls you to do things. So you get to the point where you're like, okay, God, if this is going to happen, it's going to have to be you. If you don't show up, it can't get done. But but this is why our reliance has to be on him. Our focus has to be on him. Our emphasis has to be on him. It is about him and his power and his ability and his strength. Abraham, I mean, Jeremiah was not the only person to do this, right? As far as, oh, no, I can't do it. Jeremiah said that. A lot of people said that in the Bible. A lot of people still say it today. I've done it. Abraham thought he was too old. David thought he was too young. Moses thought he couldn't talk, you know, well enough. He wasn't eloquent enough. Gideon thought he picked God. Hey, you picked the wrong man. I don't know if you know this, God. He's like, you calling me a mighty man of valor? Man, I'm the weakest man from the weakest clan in all of Israel. So, so listen, it's, it's understandable for humans to feel inadequate when God calls us to do something because what he calls us to do is huge. But it's, it's understandable to, because we could never do it without him. But you don't have to. That's the point. The point is you don't have to do it without God. God is going to be with you every step of the way. That's what he told Jeremiah, and that's what he tells us. God calls us to do things that exceed human power, human ability, human strength. And so now, as long as we are relying on him and his power and his strength, then we can do it. In the case of Jeremiah, I mean, this thing was straight up supernatural. God is calling him to be a prophet. Well, you can't do that as a human. I mean, no human can predict the future. No human can foretell things to come adequately and accurately. No, I mean, that's something that no human can do. But God was like, I'm not expecting you to do it. I'm just expect. Listen, I know what's going to happen in the future because I've already seen it. And so what I need from you is just a mouth. I, I just need, I will put my words in your mouth if you will allow me to use your mouth. He says, it will be me. So it will be your voice, but it will be my words, right? And so, and that's how it is with us today. God doesn't want us to rely on our power, our ability, and our strength. He's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. He's looking for your strength, and he's looking for the same from me. So as I close out this, this first point, let me just look at me for a minute. Let me say it this way, I guess. It's okay to feel inadequate at first when you receive your divine assignment. When you get, when you get, an understanding or a revelation of the enormity of the size of the call that God has called you to, um, it's okay to feel inadequate at first. As a matter of fact, if you don't feel inadequate, I don't think you really understood the call. <laughs> because 
if you really understand what God is calling you to do, then you, you're like, oh, snap, I can't do it. Okay, fine. Now, once you get past that, you're like, okay, now I realize that God doesn't want me to do it. Now, it's God living on the, this is John 14 and 10, John 14 and 12. It's the Father living on the inside of me. He's going to give me the words and he's going to perform the work. So he's not looking for me to do it. So now the pressure is not on me. That's why the pressure is not on you to perform. This is not performance-based religion. This is you as a born-again believer relying on God's grace, which leads me to my second point. God is looking for you to rest in his power, his ability, his strength. God told Jeremiah, listen, man, I'm going to send you places. I want you to go where I tell you to go. And when you get there, I'm going to tell you what to say. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, and I'm going to protect you. I'm going to give you presence. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you ability, and I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you protection. I will be with you every step of the way. I want you to rest in the fact that I'm with you, and that's what we have to do as born-again believers. We need to rest in the fact that God is with us. Everything related to Jeremiah's divine assignment was finished before he ever got started. God had already mapped it out. God made provisions uh, uh, for Jeremiah, and everything that he ever needed or was going to need in his ministry was already prepared. God was looking for Jeremiah to enter into his rest and God is looking for the same from us. So as I close, let me just tell you this though. God did one better for us than he did for Jeremiah. Jeremiah was under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was removed, disconnected from man when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden and the Holy Spirit would not be restored unto man until Jesus's redemptive work on the cross, until 50 days after the Passover on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was restored unto man and the New Testament church was birthed. So under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit came upon people for them to do what they needed to do, but he didn't live on the inside of them. So as I close, let me remind you of this. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord, then God himself is living on the inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit. So when you consider the enormity of the call and you're like, oh my God, I can't do it. The Holy Spirit himself reminds you that he is on you and in you and with you and for you. He's reminding you that God is not calling you based on your performance, that, your, that, that God's ability is not contingent upon your ability to perform. It is God who's living on the inside of you. Your job is to just exercise faith in God's grace. Your job is to believe and receive what he already planned. Your job is to launch out and to attempt something that is clearly beyond you, believing that God is going to be with you every step of the way, even at the risk of looking foolish. Oh my God, if you don't show up in this meeting, I'm going to look dumb. If you don't give me the words, I don't know what's going to happen. When I walk into this bank, if you don't show up, I'm not going to get the loan. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're going to do what God is leading you to do at the risk of looking foolish, believing that he is with you every step of the way. This is the life of faith and this is how we're called to live. Our job is faith. His job is grace. He's already given us the grace. Listen to me. God has already given you the grace to do what he's called you to do. Your job now is to build up your faith to release, to attempt, to do whatever it is that God is calling you to do so that your faith can tap into God's grace and you can become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And you can do whatever it is that God has called you to do in this season, within your sphere of influence. This is how we're called to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this over your own life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your amazing grace. You call me to do things <laughs> that I cannot do with my power, ability, or strength. But you never expected me to do it. 
you never required me to have everything that is required to get it done. As a matter of fact, you already prepared everything for me. Everything I need to accomplish your divine assignment was prepared for me before the world began. You are now preparing me for what you prepared. This preparation process does not require more trying. It requires more dying. So I die to self. I die to my limits. And I yield to you. I am led of your spirit. And I will complete my divine assignment. Before I die. I will live, leave a mark in this world. That will outlive me. Because I'm not the one doing it. It is you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. This takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to perform. I just have to believe. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Listen, as I closed out there, I pray that you sensed the Holy Spirit just ministering to you as he was ministering to me. It's not about you. Your life is not about you. The assignment is not about you. Yeah, sure, God will make your name great, but we got to give him the glory. When the spotlight is on you, deflect the glory right back to him. Our life is all about him. You already have the grace to do what God has called you to do. Embrace it. Walk in it. Go be amazing today. Go be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And do me a favor, before you leave this screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you.